Hi everyone, and special thanks to you Patreon subscribers who've been with us for so long as a part of PhD this podcast. Zion usually gives a lot of updates, and I was scrolling through this old recording that I thought I would share just especially with you. It is a recording of me interviewing my mom. <laughs> my mom came to visit me in Pittsburgh before the pandemic started, so it's a little glimpse of the before times, as some people lovingly call this. Um, I think it was a really interesting, sweet, thoughtful thing. I think when I first recorded it, I thought I would, I would publish it around Mother's Day, but like many plans that people have for 2020, things just went out the window and, you know, it's really hard to keep up with the whole world. So I hope that you enjoy this little interview, this cute moment I had with my mom and be thankful, stay safe. And thank you for subscribing and supporting PhD this podcast. Peace. Are you ready to to talk? That's what you're going to do? Uh, I don't know what to talk about. Um, I'm here in Pittsburgh visiting Dr. Elizabeth Wayne. A.K.A. your... A.K.A. my daughter. And I am having a good time. Until I started recording you. Until I started... Until she started recording me. I'm not a talker, so I don't really know what to talk about. So let me just say that she says she's not a talker at the same time that she grabbed a mic and said, what should I talk about? <laughs> so everyone, welcome to a special edition of PhD Diva's podcast. Um, hold on, I'm going to re-record that. This is annoying me. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special session of PhD Diva's podcast, a podcast about academia, culture, and social justice across the STEM humanities divide. I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Liz Wayne, and I have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself, Mom? <laughs> I am Judy Wang, Elizabeth's, Dr. Elizabeth's mom. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good introduction. Um <laughs> No one calls me Elizabeth. It's really great. No one likes, so basically, no one liked the name you chose for me, Mom. I love Elizabeth. Why? Oh, it's godly. Oh, okay. I'll take it. All right. <laughs> I've always Heavenly told people. Sent. All right. I've always told people I was godly. Um, actually, no, I haven't. So, <clears throat> you may ask listeners, why am I interviewing my mom? Well, part of it is that she is in town and she is getting to see me work and to see my new lab. She gets to see my new office. She gets to see the fruits of what I've been doing for the last 15 years. But I also thought it might be cool uh, for people to think about how do you raise a PhD? Wow. So, so um, how, like, what was I like as a kid? Did you always think I was going to be like, uh, an academic, someone who was in like the school for like decades. No, I didn't. What did you think I was going to be? I knew you were a gifted little child because you were always smart <laughs> and you were always busy doing things. You were very creative and you stayed busy. Mm. Uh, you didn't just sit down, even in the summers, you stayed busy, you found something to do. So I knew there was something great in your future. Mm. Well, 
Um, hmm. So what was annoying about me as a kid? Annoying? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to think about that. I don't know. There was nothing annoying about me as a child. I was a perfect child. Oh, That's I'm what sure she's I can find something, but <laughs> I just can't think of it at the moment. <laughs> what did you think I was going to be when I was younger? A singer. Really? You always would sing. I know there was this song, um, oh, by the five heartbeats. <laughs> you would always sing. And I would always get you to sing it in front of uh, a guest when they came over to the house or somebody. I was so proud of your singing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like singing a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's like my, my side thing. So now I just do karaoke. Tons and tons of karaoke. Oh, okay. So you're still singing some. Yeah, you know, at a bar. <laughs> Dubbed over okay. someone else's music. Why not a church? See, we don't have to really get into that on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're being peak mode mom right now. Um, so, something you may not know about my mom is that she is a, or she's now retired, but... She was a middle school teacher, so she's always been teaching people. Elementary school. Um, So you could argue I come from a line of teachers. My mom, my grandmother was also a science teacher, right? What did Mm -hmm. she teach? Science and math. Mm. Mm -hmm. My dad taught music. um, And I had some aunts and uncles that were also teachers. Um, Mainly... Well, I know my uncle was a science teacher. Um, I had another aunt that was a math teacher. Um, I know my father's sister was a special ed teacher. Mm. So, a lot of teachers. A lot of teachers. (laughs) Um, A lot of patients is what that really means. Mm -hmm. So, when I was in middle school... I went to um, Crystal Springs Middle School, mm-hmm. and they used to have all these pictures up, and one thing that I noticed um, that I didn't know before was that before it became the citywide middle school, it was actually the black high school, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Right, and so my so basically the middle school was segregated, and then the high school was actually the uh, white school. And so they still have, like, the, the sort of yearbook-like pictures where, you know, the picture of every person who graduated in that class. And that was one of my other times that I had ever really seen my, my grandmother because they also had pictures of the teachers. So when I was walking in the hallway, oh, there's Grandma. And I'm like, wait, oh, it's, it's Holtzclaw, right? Holtzclaw right. High School, which is the black school. Oh, yeah. So did you ever, so certainly my grandmother taught at segregated schools. Did you ever attend a school that was all black, segregated? Well, it wasn't necessarily segregated when I attended it. Um, There were, you know, a handful of whites, but mostly it it was black. Yeah, so where were you educated? Well, I went to... When I went to Holtzcloth, it was actually had been changed over to Crystal Springs um, Mm. Middle. But... um, well, actually, I taught there also. 
Um, I taught there starting, I think I taught four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, when I, one year they moved me over to the high school and I taught in my 12th. And pre algebra and geometry. And then they moved me back down to elementary. And I taught fourth through eighth down there. Mm. So I've been. Moving. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a singer. I love to sing, but I think my voice is cracked up a little bit now. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you go to school? You talking about college? Any part you want to talk about? Um. Well, for grade school, after leaving Crystal Springs Middle School, uh, my mom then went to, uh, moved to Tunica, and so I went to Rutherford Elementary. And uh, Rutherford, um, Tunica Junior High. And then I left there and went to Piney Woods Country Life School. I wanted something different. And so in my 11th year, 11th grade year, I went to Piney Woods, and I actually uh, graduated early. I did uh, two courses on, over the summer, and so I graduated one year earlier than what I was actually supposed to. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. And then I went straight into Gramlin State University, where I was in the marching band. I was proud of that. Yeah, she <laughs> was there in, like, the peak you know, what were they called? What was the marching marching band of the South? Or like these, the, what was it? Oh my goodness, I don't even remember. She uh, played this, the trumpet. Brownland State University. Clarinet. She was like, she she did the stuff that like Drumline was based off of. You oh know? my goodness. If, we if would anyone dance, remembers Drumline. We would dance and play. And that was a thrill. And we got to go different places. That was really a thrill of my life. I love that band. Yeah, you should go back and visit sometime. It's not the same. <laughs> Still, <laughs> you, you know, the alumni support is very important. Um, so it's also interesting that my mom went to a, a Piney Wood School, which is a school for talented people in Mississippi. And uh, so she also left. It was also residential, right? Mm -hmm. So she left her junior and senior year. And, and we, I actually did that as well. At the time, though, I sure didn't did. know that my mom had also done a similar trajectory when she mm -hmm. was in school. And you know what? My aunt did that same thing, and I didn't know that until afterwards. What? My aunt Eula. She, uh, did she, go she to went Piney to Piney Woods. Yeah. Ah. Mm -hmm. Is she it still did. in existence? It's still in existence, but I think instead of um, gifted, I think it's sort of switched to discipline, uh, disciplinary students. I, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't been keeping up with it, a lot of it. But uh, Piney was when I went. It was a school where they had kindergarten all the way through twelfth grade, and all the students were housed there. There was very strict. Rules, you know, you couldn't do this and that. You couldn't go uh, anywhere by yourself. I know if if we went to um, a dance or something, and you wanted to dance with a boy, you had to be so many 
inches away. <laughs> there was none of this hugging stuff or getting close. Why you are you looking at me like away. that? Why are you looking at me? Because I'm talking to you. That's why. She was, no, she's not. <laughs> Y'all can't see this, but she only looked at me at the dancing part. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I was looking for a reaction. No, she was trying to remind me that she doesn't like the way I dance. Um... We had to get on different sides of the cafeteria. Um, if if somebody wanted to see you, they had to of course, of course call. You know, they had to call you down. Nobody, no boys couldn't come up, and they had like a waiting room. You could go and sit in there. <laughs> and that was it. This is funny. So <laughs> when I went to uh, MSMS, the mm-hmm. Mississippi School for Math and Science, mm-hmm. similar roles, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I went to college, and I went to college in the Northeast, they didn't really have boys. Go- boys like They didn't separate the, mm-hmm. the um, sexes. Mm-hmm. And I actually made sure not to tell you that. that you know, <laughs> I actually, so I actually lived, you know, men lived on the same floor as me. And, you know, I was curious about all that. <laughs> I mean, you could have asked also. I didn't hide it. I just didn't, like, yeah. I think I told you it's something. Well, when, when we went to visit, uh, I don't think I just directly asked or anything, but I was noticing, and I think there was a guy that lived next door to mm-hmm. you. But uh, your dad and I was always proud of the fact that you were mature enough to make the right decisions and mm-hmm. do what you needed to do. And we trusted that that's what you would do and you know we put your you in the hands of God and we just trusted that it would all work out <laughs> and we, we were just so proud of you we couldn't see anything and like that shouldn't be you know <laughs> interesting huh. so I should have done way more bad stuff because oh you were going to be like she's making good decisions <laughs> she's fine <laughs> interesting yeah, I don't think I had that impression as a kid. I, I think as a kid, it was more like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why are you guys just letting me do whatever I want? Um, we probably didn't know what we were doing either. And as an adult, I now have a better sense of what uh, parenting is, which is exactly what you said. And uh, everyone's kind of learning at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you went to some good schools in Mississippi and some bad schools and you've taught at schools and um, yeah anything else you want to say to our podcast listeners I don't really know what this episode's about it's really (laughs) just that my mom is like by my microphone and I thought like you know she's putting me on the spot here (laughs) Mm -hmm. but keep in mind she wanted to be a singer so she's like oh I don't I don't know what to say I don't have any thoughts. And she's like, where's my mic? <laughs> so uh, I think that's probably also what, this is where I get it from. So uh, I think I think that quote, I, I want to say it's from Ava DuVernay, I, but maybe she took it from someone else as well. But like, um, I am my answer to his wildest dreams. I think about that a lot when I think about what my my mom's history and my dad's history and, you know, my grandparents' history and um, certainly, like, where I grew up and all the backgrounds that I have and the ways that I realized I'm actually more like my family than I ever thought and what that really means and and also what does that mean to then carry that um, trajectory, that kind of history and culture of, like, who I am 
into the academy. So how do I walk in these very academic spaces where people like me were not present when my parents were going through or even in some ways when I was going through? And uh, maybe the closing for here can be that you should also think about the ways in which you carry your family and your family's history and um, how do you carry that in the academy? How do you walk through that experience? Because if you really think about it, I bet it's, you do all the time and it can be really profound to take ownership and control over that. My mom's making this face like, that's so good, Liz. That's so good. <laughs> It is, but I can't think of anything to say. That's okay. <laughs> you said all you need to say. Okay, uh, I think we're going to cut this short. <laughs> um, this is a mini vignette. Uh, as always, thank you guys for listening. Please follow us at Peace Divas Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, if you feel that you can, uh, if you feel that you can, contribute to our patreon we greatly appreciate it and we will catch you next time say bye mom bye bye